Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach. Always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I am married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then. And you're really enacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? Interesting email from a, uh, a listener who said, Hey, Carol, I really want to change this behavior, but I don't know how. And I've been listening to your show, and you've intimated that there are lots of things that I can do. Will you please go over them again? Well, many of you know that I believe in the 10 recovery tools. They're simple, but they are an essential. Now, this is for people that have a higher power or who are open to a higher power, even if they don't have a higher power. It's not for the atheists. We'll talk about what to do if you're atheist later. So the first five have to do with going to 12-step meetings. You know, Patrick Carnes said, if you want to be successful, you have to develop a committee. And that committee is a whole host of recovery tools, people, places, and things that will support you in your recovery. You know, this addiction is not for the weak. This addiction means you have to work it. And here's what I promise you. If you work this recovery program, it will work, and it won't seem like work after you work. What do I mean? At first, it does seem like work. It may seem like monotony. It may seem like it's a a time robber. You know, I mean, there's no doubt about it. You get off at 5 or 6 and you get yourself to a meeting and you don't get home till 7.30, 8, and you go, is this worth it? But if you're in recovery, it is worth it because you are getting nuggets that you need to maintain your sobriety. Now, what do I mean by nuggets? It's 
all those special things that you will hear that will resonate with you. Kind of like my um, author tonight. He wrote the blockbuster book of the year, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will. The Myth of Positive Thinking, The Reality of Success by David Essel. Now, you know, this guy is not saying that positive thinking doesn't work, but what he's saying is if all you do is hang tight and be positive, you're not going to get your needs met. You have to put it into action. You have to decide what you want. You have to go for the gusto, and you can't stop until you do. One of his gurus is uh, um, Victor Hansen, and Victor Hansen was best friends with Jack Canfield, somebody I trained with. I actually trained with them both. And one of the things I know to be true is that they ascribe to the rule of five. And the rule of five says, if you want your life to be different, you need to come up with five things every every day to change it. Well, you know, that sounds so simple, but it isn't. What it means is you've got to put up, put out five things that will get you closer to your goal. You know, if I want to lose weight, maybe that means that I walk around the block. I listen to affirmations to stay positive. I chart my course. I weigh in every week. And I ask a friend to join me. Okay, that's the first five. The next day, I journal my feelings. I look for positive experiences as I walk. Like, wow, this is a great temperature, or man, those clouds are incredible. Or, boy, I feel like great energy is entering my lungs. You get the gist. You do five, 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 and, and the next thing you know, you're addicted to walking. You're enjoying it. It's not drudgery. Well, now let's look at addiction. Okay, so I want you to do the first five, and that is I want you to go to 12-step meetings, and I want you to get a sponsor, read the green book, do the 12 steps, and connect with people in the fellowship, usually by text or phone. Okay, that's the first five. The second five is that I want you to go to a CSAT, a certified sexual addictions therapist like myself, because we have expertise, we get this issue, and we're going to maximize your benefits. I want you to go to a sexual addiction group. Mm-hmm. I want you to do reading, whether it be spiritual or inspirational, or recovery reading. Get smarter about this illness. You know, the first recovery task that Dr. Patrick Carnes talks about is breaking through the denial. And the second task is understanding the illness. You've heard me say it before. If there's a workbook that I would recommend, it is Facing the Shadows because it's an amazing workbook that takes you through recovery. 
then I want you to journal. I want you to pray. I want you to meditate. I want you to put filters and accountability apps on your phone and your laptop and your car. You know, show your partner that you don't care that she knows where you are and let her track you. A GPS. Get covenant eyes because it's one of the best in the business and send the report to your wife. What does that mean? That means that you're surrendering to the process. You're saying, you know what? My wife needs to be part of my committee. And I don't care if she knows where I'm going. I don't care if she gets reports as to where I am during the day on my laptop and my phone, my computer. And then I want you to take polygraph tests, not to bust you, but to hold you accountable and more than that, prove to your significant other you're working the program. Here in Indianapolis, I have the best polygrapher in the world, and he only charges $250 for five questions. If you're not so lucky and you live on the coast, the east or the west, you're going to probably pay more. The bottom line is find a polygrapher who's experienced with sexual addiction. If you have questions, you can always email me at carol at carolthecoach.com, and I'll help you with that. I'll throw it out to my listserv. I'll find out who is good, and we'll get you the proper help that you need because I want that person on your committee. And then last but not least, I want you participating in healthy behaviors. I want you to work out. I want you to do hobbies. I want you to enjoy yourself. I want you to have fun. I want you to ski. I want you to swim. I want you to boat. I want you to rollerblade. Okay, these are all things I love to do. You get the jest. Live your life as a real person. But do the hard work it takes for three to five years to get this disease slash disorder slash addiction under control and tonight david essel is going to be talking about how to make that happen it's really a very entertaining book i started reading it i couldn't put it down i'm a life coach so i gotta tell you one thing that i know to be true is that when you're working with a coach who believes and taking your life to the next level, you can bypass anything that's holding you back and you can create the life you deserve. And you know at the end of every session, every radio show, I say there will only be one of you at all times fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. But that doesn't mean just be yourself. That means... Take your life to the next level and stop being afraid of doing the hard work. Stop being afraid of doing what you need to do. You know, he says, David says things like affirmations don't do anything. Well, they don't unless you follow through with an action plan that takes you to a new level. But I do recommend affirmations. I do recommend looking in the mirror and telling yourself I love you. As corny as that sounds, it may be the first time, other than your partner, 
that you've ever been able to look at your life and recognize who you are. So I can't wait for David to come in, talk about all the steps that are necessary for positive change, and as he indicated, it isn't going to just be by positive thinking alone. And you and I both know, when you've got an addiction, you have to do the extra steps to make it happen. And that's what I promise, that your life will be different if you do your recovery tools, all ten of them that I just mentioned, and then follow through with the energy that it takes to create the action plan that Mark Victor Hansen, that Jack Canfield, that Wayne Dyer all recommend, because they all do. You know, there's one thing I do every day. Well, there's many things I do. Would you believe that I sit up my morning, I get up at 5, because that's when I'll be undisturbed, and I read something inspirational. It's always a great book, like David's. Positive thinking will never change your life, but this book will. And then I exercise listening to a podcast of Wayne Dyer's or Jack Canfield's or Mark Victor Hansen or the two of them or whoever, Marianne Williamson, Cheryl Richardson, people that have been known to affect change. I do that so I can help my clients, but way more importantly, I do that to affect me. And that's how I stay positive. That's how I stay motivated to help you figure out what you need to get out of this addiction. Now, you're never going to cure your addiction, but you are going to learn how to manage it. And that's what life is all about. It's about learning what you need to do to navigate through your life and make it the best possible. So I am absolutely thrilled to be talking about this book, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will, The Myth of Positive Thinking and the Reality of Success. David, welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh, Carol, already listening to what you I just you know, tuned in three minutes ago, and I'm hearing you talk music to my soul. <laughs> you know, it's like you, we, me, you, our audience, we need to do those steps. We would rather not to get sober from any addiction in the world, to make the money we want to make, to have the love we want to have. Thank you for being a voice. Uh, now, I can't hear anything. I don't know if you can hear me. Hello? Well, that was absolutely a malfunction in Internet. David, welcome to the show. <laughs> okay. Are we, are we together now, Carol? <laughs> David, we are together. All of a sudden, my Internet stopped. We're having storms in Indianapolis. I don't know what happened. But I was thinking, oh, no, no matter what, i got to talk to this man because, wow, this book that you wrote, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will, is not only factual and informative, but it helps motivate people to take their life to the next level. And I want to talk about how do you do that? 
Well, first of all, Carol, here, you know, this is what I tell everyone is that the number one step in the society we live in today and my belief system, which is why I uh-huh. wrote the book, the number one thing mm-hmm. we need to do is we need to get out of illusion that we've been taught that you can think things into your life, that whatever you think about, you bring about. I, you know, I, I don't know how long you've been in, you know, the, the addiction world. For myself, it's 24 years. Unless it's a miracle, which does happen. We do have spiritual awakenings. We have God coming in and taking someone's sex addiction away in 10 seconds or their alcoholism or their cocaine addiction. It's outrageously rare. And so what, what I say in the book is if you want to be successful, step number one is you've got to let go of the erroneous, illusionary beliefs that we've been taught that you can create this massive success via your thoughts. And well, no kidding. You know, uh, it's interesting because I was becoming a coach. I've been in the mental health field for 35 years, but I was becoming a coach about 12 years ago, and I said – I want to learn more about the law of attraction. And lo and behold, the next week, Oprah had all the people from The Secret in, and I teasingly said, oh, I thought that into being. But what I knew to be true is that I was part of a phenomena of people that were really kind of interested in this phenomena. Oprah did it. Everybody started talking about it, and unfortunately, that show only took it one step, and that was to think about it and then feel it. And there's so much more than just thinking about the issue and feeling it. you got to put it into action, don't you? Oh, Carol, as a matter of fact, speaking of the secret, which I am I, – you know what? Uh, in 1996, my whole world was changed in one interview in regards to the power of thought by a man that I never thought would have been a motivator for me to get out of the world of thinking, and his name, he was the founder of Transcendental Meditation. His name was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And I had a mantra and, and an affirmation that I said for over 25 years. And in 1996, he exposed the illusion I was living in. And this was, this was my mantra. I am David Essel, a child of God happy, healthy, and sober today. And Carol, I was a raging alcoholic and cocaine addict doing the same work I'm doing today. And that Mm -hmm. information kept me trapped in the nonsense that my thoughts, because every time you say an affirmation, let's say your listeners are saying that they're a millionaire or that they're free of their addiction, but they're not doing the work. We are lying to ourselves, as I did for 25 years, and then all of a sudden the secret comes out, and it's really interesting, Carol, because the secret came out at the beginning of the Great Depression around 2006. Mm-hmm. People were Before scrambling. really crashed. Yeah. Well, you know, it started in six because I got into the real estate investment business in six. And I can tell you, by 2007, we were scrambling, and in 2008, we were dead. Um, mm-hmm. But the book, the book comes out, and we were so vulnerable. And, and there's something else that I say in my book, Carol. In 19, going back to 1996, a big year for me, we created in our life coach certification, when people were saying, why do I keep going back to my addiction? Why do I keep eating sugar at night when it's sabotaging my success? Why am I spending money I don't have? 
to, and, and we said there is a reason. It's called human nature. And our definition of human nature is our desire to get the most out of life with minimal effort. Now, it doesn't matter how many people might disagree with me. The truth is, is that that's what most of us are looking for. And the secret and the law of attraction went right into the heart of human nature. So all you have to do is build a vision board, say an affirmation. The universe must conspire to meet your needs. You know, all of this nonsense. And as a matter of fact, in our book, I share an interview I did with Dr. Joe Vitale, one of the stars of The Secret. And I said to him on national radio, Carol, I said, I go, hey, Dr. Joe, I got a great question for you. In The Secret, it says you went from homeless to millionaire with your thoughts. I said, that's incredible. Share it so everyone else who's homeless can become millionaires tonight. And he started laughing. And he said, well, David, they left out a small part of my success. And that small part, Carol, was working seven days a week, 12 hours a day for years. Well, absolutely. It's like Wayne Dyer. Everybody thinks he was an overnight success, but he actually took his book, traveled over the, through the country, went to every radio station he could. He didn't work for a year and a half. I mean, you have to put your hopes and dreams, vision into action. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And, you know, another interesting thing that Wayne told me, and I actually dedicated the book to him because he had such a profound effect on my life in 1990. But he told me a story. He said when his book, The Erroneous Zones, or Your Erroneous Zones, came out, he drove to every bookstore he could, and he would buy all of the copies of the book off the shelf, and which created a buzz, and the bookstores are calling the publisher, ordering more books, but he bought them all. And so, you know, this is the type of action. Um, Deepak Chopra a two-pack-a-day nicotine addict. He was a huge smoker. You know, he didn't just, like, wake up one day and say, you know what, universe, I want you to conspire to take away this addiction. So, you know, Carol, I think all of us, if, if we want to get real, we look at what we want versus what we have, and most of us don't have what we want. And if you want to get that that you do not have, sobriety, money, love, body, whatever it is, you have to look at people that have achieved it. In, in our book, we have about 100 stories of people that used to believe in the power of thought that then realized it wasn't doing anything, Carol, other than helping them feel good in the moment they were thinking positively, and they had to radically change their beliefs in order to achieve the goal they had in mind. Well, you know, it's interesting because I decided there were two directions I wanted to go in mental health. I wanted to become a life coach, and I also wanted to work with sexual addiction. And so Mm -hmm. as a life coach, um, I set up a training to begin that process. And I had been sending out my CD to radio stations because I knew I could do the work, And, you know, setting it up, going to a studio, making the demo was part of the work. Secondly, it was part of believing in yourself. And third, it was doing the action steps. So I set all this up. My listeners don't even know this. And um, I kept sending it out to radio stations, and nobody was interested 
in working with me because I had no following. I had no experience other than I was a DJ when I was in college. I'm 61, <laughs> so that was quite a while ago. So what I ended up doing was that after I decided that I would make this challenge an important thing, I sent it to the paper. I sent my resume to the paper, and they said, hey, we're looking for somebody like you. What do you want to do? I said, I want to be an advice columnist like a local Ann Landers. And they said, oh, we don't want that. We want a life coach. I said, well, I'm in training to be a life coach, even though I had not started my training. I had only signed up. Part of life is about, you're going to probably, you're going to have some issues with this probably, but I do believe (laughs) it's belief in yourself, and if you have to embellish to get in front of somebody, do it so that you can let them see your energy, let them see the action plan you've started. Anyway, I got the gig. I worked for the Indianapolis Star. It was the only um, newspaper in the city of one and a half million. I had 800,000 readers. It got me my TV segments. It got me my radio show. And that's why I'm doing this. Because after I did life coaching, I said, now I want to work with sexual addiction. David, are you familiar with sexual addiction? Uh, it's one of the many addictions we work with, absolutely. And, you know, like you, I've got so many stories about people that have overcome sexual addiction, Carol, and then we have stories of people that chose not to overcome it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about both of those types of clients or, yeah, clients. Okay. I so the first one is oh, Yes. Yeah, yeah, I call them clients. Yeah, um, you know, the, the, the first one is a woman um, and uh, a very well-respected, uh, high-end professional. And she had used sex addiction as a way for, to deal with boredom, uh, frustration, loss, uh, just like the way people use alcohol. It's identical in, in her case. And so she had gotten into this very heavy phone sex with um, former boyfriend. Uh, people she met online, on chat lines, and, and she also used pornography. And the only reason that she came to me was because of the fact that she started showing up late to work a couple days because she wanted that one more orgasm. So mm-hmm. she finally was reprimanded, you know, um, uh, even though she was very high up in the organization, someone called her out and said, hey, listen, you know, we need you here at 9, we don't need you here at 9.20, 9.25, And she knew she had a problem. So when we started to do the work, it was so easy to see where it started. And for her, it was all about shame and guilt. Raised in an incredibly strict religious household, Uh, there was many people, many uh, boys and girls in the family. She was not allowed to wear shorts in the summer like her friends, cut-off tops. None of that was available. So she played the good little nun until she was 18, and then the minute she was in college, everything went haywire for her. And she realized that her acting out sexually was a way to get back at her mom and dad, and here she was in her mid-40s. And so we went through, we, we, we teach a program, Carol, it's called Holistic Addiction Recovery, and we use the model for any and all addictions that are out there. 
And we took her through the program. Now, she had battled this for 25 years, over 25 years. And we had her, when she left, and I, I heard from her not too long ago, this is about seven years ago, she is in the most incredible space, mind space, body space that anyone could have ever believed. And, and if someone, if she were ever to share nationally her story, people would be aghast at the length that she would go to, the level she would go to, to reach her orgasms. And the number of orgasms she needed a day continued to escalate throughout her adult life. So, so that's the good news. The good, a beautiful, beautiful soul that has released herself from the grip of this addiction. And the other cool thing is, unlike a lot of people, she never crossed addicted. So you know in the world of addiction, most of us, when we let go of A, we pick up B because B is better than A, and we don't realize that we've never really healed anything. She right, or you have A and B, but B doesn't seem so bad because A is totally interfering with your life. So you have two or three addictions along with the sexual addiction. So I get that. And, you know, yeah. it's interesting, David, because when I went to um, a drug and alcohol center and said, you know what, if you, if you really help people to control their drug and alcohol use, their sex addiction is probably going to go through the roof. And they said, well, that's true, Carol, but we can't have you come and talk and educate our staff because we're not for profit. And we can't talk about sex here. And so there's so many stigmas about sex, and people don't understand that it is a true condition. Tell me how you worked with that woman. How, How did her life change? Well, you know, the very first thing we did, and we do this with everyone, Carol. It doesn't matter if it's nicotine, alcohol, sex addiction, food addiction. We, we really go to the core um, because in our belief system, you know, and, and this is something that we rattle cages with, which I'm fine with, we do not believe there is a genetic cause for any addiction in the world. I am totally against that nonsense. Is there a gene for alcoholism? Yes. Is it the cause of alcoholism? Hell no. So what we do is we help people go and find that the true cause of all addiction is an inability to deal with one of a thousand emotions in life. Shame and guilt for her sexuality, that was the starting point. So we went back and found out where it began, why she felt so shamed and guilt, why she was hiding behind this addiction, what she was running from. You know, we, and what was she running to? Well, in the relationship, she had no relationship with her father emotionally. So right off the bat, when she got into college, she was using sex as a way to get that love from a man that she never got from her dad. So we went in, we did work with her mom and dad, releasing her rage, her resentments, her anger at mom and dad. Then she went into looking at her own rage at herself, her resentments at herself, releasing that. We got her to a point of forgiving her mom and dad, forgiving herself. And, Carol, again, this process we use is very similar for all addictions. When we can get to the core and figure out what someone is running from or what someone is trying to run to with their addiction to take care of an emotion or more often than not many emotions that they've never received the coping skills to deal with, we have found that combined with brain chemistry supplementation through amino acid therapy 
meditation, exercise, nutrition, I mean everything. That's why we call it holistic. Is that we help people heal at an exorbitantly fast rate. But when I say fast, on average, we have found people can release addictions with a 365-day program. We don't believe that anyone is sober. We don't believe that anyone is clear until they've had that first mile marker of one year, not just without their primary addiction, but without any secondary or third-level addictions as well. Now, that's a lot of work, and I'm not telling anyone it's easy unless there's some miracle that happens. Most people that become clean have done it, and they have earned it. Like I said, she went on and rocked. But can, can I share a story of a guy that got really stuck in his sex addiction? I would love that. Absolutely. Because, you know, life, yeah, life isn't all pretty and wonderful and, and with any goals, whether we're talking about money, love, addictions. So there was um, – I used to be the pastor of a church, and so one of, uh, one of our congregants came to me and said that there was a couple that they knew, and the wife was going to divorce the husband because he had this ongoing sex addiction. And so I got a chance to, to work with both of them. Um, the biggest problem I had with working with the guy was that he had read, and, he, and, and, I'll, and I'll share this with any addiction for our audience out there, he had picked up the belief system that his sexual addiction was more difficult than any other addiction in the world to overcome. And he had it all lined out. And I asked him, why do you believe that? And he said, well, you know, wherever you walk, there's a woman and there's advertisements for Victoria's Secret on TV. And I get uh, uh, – in the mail, I get Victoria's Secret underwear catalogs. And and he had all of these things. And I I worked with him for a little while, and I said, "Um, if you continue every time we meet to say that your addiction is worse than alcohol and food and all, I said, you have a foot out the door, and you will never heal. And I'm a very optimistic, let's-go-work-hard guy. But if you're going to come in every session and say, well, David, the reason why I'm still struggling is because sex addiction. I said, anyone who says that a addiction, their addiction, is more difficult than someone else's, food, nicotine, alcohol, cocaine, meth, opiates, you name it, I said, all you're doing is setting yourself up for a lifetime struggle. This addiction may be your most difficult one, but I'm not going to say it's more difficult than my next client who's a food addict or the next one who's an opiate addict. And in the short period of time I worked together, I had to let him go because I realized that anyone with that belief system is never going to heal. Now, if he would have at some point relented, Carol, and said, okay, okay, let me, let me just try to understand but he needed that foot out the door because he had relapsed so many times he didn't want to surrender his addiction. He never wanted to let it go. Well, that makes a lot of sense because surrendering is definitely part of the process. So Mm -hmm. now let me ask you something because obviously – You said that there are certain recommendations you make for any sex addict who comes to you. And let's go over those again. You recommend kind of a holistic approach. Tell me what you recommend. Yeah, well, let's let's even make this really interesting. So 
one of the one of the triggers for addiction is and your listeners may understand this is low blood sugar levels and when our blood sugar levels are low we get irritable cranky and we want relief well if you if your blood sugar levels are low and you want relief well an orgasm can give you that pretty quickly so could nicotine from a cigarette so could a glass of wine. So could buying something online. So when we say holistic, we truly look at the whole body, mind, and spirit. Um, I, I mentioned brain chemistry supplementation with amino acid therapy. So a sex addict has a desire to have the pleasure center of the, bl- of the brain triggered. Well, we have found that through certain amino acids, we can give the brain not the feeling of an orgasm, but we can give it the rush of dopamine. We can give it a boost in serotonin. We can, we have so many different things we can manipulate brain chemistry with to decrease the cravings. Spiritually, we talk about surrender. You know, and what I say to everyone, Carol, is that, again, regardless of the addiction, we need to find someone we trust and surrender 110% to their program not to the parts of the program we like. This is huge. And I learned this firsthand in when I went to a treatment center to, to, to work through my addictions to alcohol and drugs. Now, I was a counselor. I was a, a minister. I was an author. I was a nationally syndicated radio host, blah, blah, blah. And I'm in this treatment center, and they're telling me that I have to do certain things. And I'm telling them that that's not necessary for me. I'm advanced past that. Don't you remember what I do? (laughs) In other words, the things they were asking me to do that I didn't like, I didn't want to surrender to, were actually some of the most important keys that once they got through my brain, and here was the line that worked for me, Carol. There were five therapists standing in front of my bedroom door in the treatment center. And they weren't letting me in my room until I went and did this activity that I said I had no interest in. And finally, one of the therapists, and it was, it was a huge arguing match. It almost turned into a fight with me and these five therapists. And finally, one of them looked at me and said, Essel, your best thinking got you into a damn treatment center. Quit thinking and follow what we tell you. And, and Carol, I don't know why that worked but it did. And I got humble and I shut the hell up and I did every freaking thing they told me to do. And it was a miraculous turnaround for me. So we talk about the body with nutrition and supplementation. We talk about spirituality with surrender. We talk about deep emotional work, grief, uh, you know, humility, shame, guilt, every emotion in the world we work through. And this is pretty much holistically the way we have helped people for 25 years, 24 years, get sober when they have never been able to do it before. Well, that is a great, great message to people because you're right. So many people want to do it their way, and that's not gotten them anywhere. They've done it their way forever and ever and ever. And so it requires a variety of techniques, treatments, models, tools to make it different. So now 
let's talk about your book for a minute. Again, sure. I'm talking to David Hessel. He wrote, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, But This Book Will. The Myth of Positive Thinking, The Reality of Success. And you have a lot of people endorsing this in the uh, world of personal growth and business. Uh, tell me a little bit about why your book is different than the average self-help positive development book. Well, I think the most obvious one, you know, it's funny. I, I started in the industry 37 years ago, and if someone would have said to me then, in 1980, that in 2016, 17, you're going to have your first best-selling book, and it's going to be exposing the myth of positive thinking, Carol. I probably would have hit them. <laughs> because right, I from, bet. 19, you know, from 1980 to 1996, I was one of those goofballs on stage saying, "Whatever you believe, you can achieve, and your thoughts will attract everything you could want in your life." And I was lying. I was lying. That's not true. Unless it's a miracle, it's not true. So, you know, in, in 1996, when Maharishi woke me up, and I understood that my mantra meditation affirmation on alcoholism was keeping me stuck in my addiction, I started to walk a different path. And I started to realize that the real answer was that 20% of your success in life, and I'm talking big success. I'm not talking about losing a half a pound or earning 10 more dollars in a year. I'm talking the big goals, that only 20% of your big goals will be due to the way you think. And 80% will be due to your willingness to take steps on a daily basis. Now, this is crucial. It's not just action steps. It's steps on a daily basis that you would rather not do, Carol. That is the key to success. We, in our book, you know, I tell stories about NFL All-Pro athletes that I've interviewed. Of course, I tell stories about Deepak and Wayne Dyer and Susie Orman. And in all of these stories, you know, these are people that have created massive success by working their butts off. Even, you know, Esther and Jerry Hicks from The Law of Attraction. Uh, Jerry is no longer with us. But, you know, they can go and, and talk all they want about the beauty of the law of attraction, but I'm going to tell you, those guys work their asses off. They're traveling constantly. They have from the beginning. They've created massive success through, quote, the law of attraction, but really it's the law of action that has created their success. So, you know, as I've had more and more clients over the years from all over the world that we've worked with, and when they come to me and say, David, could you please teach me the affirmation that will guarantee weight loss? Could you help me build a vision board for money or my soulmate? Carol, I finally got so sick of it that I woke up one day and said, the hell with my next book on this topic. I'm going to write a book that exposes the myth of positive thinking. And, and here's a kind of a cool story. So I'm writing the outline, and I'm about ready on the next day to actually get in and start writing the chapters, and I've got this outrageously detailed outline. And I said, you know, I've been in a radio host for 27 years. I'm going to reach out to six New York Times bestselling authors that I've interviewed a bunch of times. I'm going to send them this. Now, these are all positive-thinking gurus in the world of personal growth. I'm going to send them my outline, and I'm going to ask them if they – would be interested in being a part of this book, their own personal story. 
within 24 hours, these six super successful, unbelievably busy people, Carol, within 24 hours, all of them got back to me with basically the same words. Thank God someone is speaking the truth about success versus the nonsense that we've been taught about positive thinking. That lit up my world because I I was going to write it anyway. If all six responded back and said, David, that's a stupid idea, I would have done it anyway. But you can imagine the juice that I got when I had these people that I've interviewed for years and respect more than anything came back and said, thank you. Someone needed to write this book. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I have two coaching principles. One is I'm 100% responsible for my behavior, and I think you would ascribe to that. It's more than just thinking or feeling. It's about being responsible and creating whatever the steps are to take your life to the next level. And the second one is to go in the big ask. And, my goodness, you asking six personal gurus to, to contribute their story your story really um, solidified what you were saying and added uh, credence to your work. Oh, immensely. And then, Carol, on, and then the icing on the, on the cake was a year ago when the book came out, my publicist, T.J. Torriello, um, contacts me and he says, hey, um, Jenny McCarthy wants you on her radio show, the celebrity Jenny McCarthy. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah, yeah. So, so she's the former Playboy Bunny, and then you know she's hosted New Year's Eve in New York City, and the, she used to be on, I think it was The View, and now she has her own radio show for years on Sirius XM. So and I married to Jim Carrey at one point, right? Yeah, and now she's married to Donnie Wahlberg. Mark, yeah, uh, yeah, Mark, yeah, Donnie. Yeah, from New Kids on the Block, right? Um, right. The 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 boy band. So, um, so anyway, you know, so I'm going to come on her show, and, uh, and the day before, I get a call from her producer, Michelle, and she says, hey, I just got to tell you, um, I'm excited about your book, but Jenny is a huge fan of The Secret and the Law of Attraction, so I'm just giving you the heads up because I don't know what direction she's going to go, and I said, you know what, don't worry about it. If she loves it, great. If she doesn't, great. I'm cool. I can handle anything. I've been doing this for years. So we get on the show, and right away, Jenny says, okay, 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 this guy, David Essel, he's going to try to talk to us about the fact that all these things I tell you guys about the, the secret and the law of attraction may not be as powerful as we think. Huh, David, are you ready? You know, that was like, Jenny was like on the fence, and you could hear it in the voice. So I, I talked for a couple of minutes, and she said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to shut up. You sell me on your book, and then we'll talk. I said, great. So I had like six minutes, I think it was, and I went in and, and shared, you know, that thoughts don't become things. And I even gave statistics, Carol. And, you know, this is an important one since the secret and the law of attraction are so hell-bent on money. When, before the law of attraction and the secret came out, the number, percentage of people in the United States of America that earned $250,000 or more was 4%. This is around 2,000. Around 2,000, about 4% of Americans earned $250,000 or more. In 2015, the percentage of Americans that earned $250,000 or more is still 4%. And I say to people, if the secret of law of attraction was so damn right on, 
that number alone should be double, triple, quadruple. So it proves that just because you think a certain way, it's not going to do anything to your life unless it's a miracle. And I went and gave several examples. All of a sudden, Jenny McCarthy says, wait a second, David Essel. And there was this long pause, and she said, I have to apologize to my listeners. I have been wrong. I have told you about the beauty and the power and how you need to think your way to success, and I was wrong. David Essel is the new leader of the positive thinking movement. And you can imagine, Carol, you know, like, I mean, the shivers that went through my spine and, you know, one more massive validation. We we have so much validation, but to have her say that on her national show was incredible. You know, just Well, and she's a real believer in what she believes. And so for her to shift that quickly after listening to a six-minute interview obviously speaks to how much sense you make. Um, What an endorsement as well as, I got to ask you, how do people get a hold of you if they want to work with you or they want to go to your workshop or they want to get some book? What do they do? Oh, that's so nice of you to ask, Carol. You know, we've got great opportunities. Go to our website. It's really easy to remember, talkdavid.com. Talk, David. It's because that's all I do, Carol, like you, all day long. I just constantly talk. So it's an easy website to remember, Talk, David. And, and, and I'll tell you what we have that, you're, that I think your listeners would love. If you want to get a free copy, a signed copy of our number one best-selling book, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will, endorsed by six New York Times best-selling authors, go to the site, and you're going to see a program we offer called David Essel's Daily Video Boost. When you join the boost every Monday through Friday, early in the morning, you're going to get an inspirational video from me, three minutes long, to help you start your day. Every day is a new thought. And when you join that, and the daily boost costs $4.95 a month. I mean, my God, it's less than a Starbucks coffee, for God's sake. $4.95 a month, you get a video every day in your email box. And I will personally sign the number one best-selling book on positive thinking for you, and we will mail it to you at no charge. Okay, so they have to go to your website, talkdavid.com. They have to sign up for $4.95 per month to get a weekly uh, tip or tool to make your life better. Yeah, it's a daily inspirational video, Monday through Friday. They will get a video from us um, giving them tips for the day, you know, motivation for the day, action steps for the day. And that's called David Essel's Daily Video Boost. You're right. And they go to talkdavid.com, they sign up, and bingo, we'll put a book in the mail for them. Yeah, and it is. It's a phenomenal book. It was funny. It, um, you know, again – I'm a mental health therapist. I'm a life coach. And I I even had trouble coming up with a title for this show because I do believe in positive thinking. But after reading your book, what I knew to be true is it's so much more than positive thinking. Positive thinking will keep you stuck unless you're willing to do the other things to make your life happen. And like you said, um, and you were told by your treatment center, 
the best things that you've done that you felt would work have gotten you into the difficulty that you're in. Now it's time to trust a whole new shift of ideas, and that's what this book is filled with, lots and lots of ideas of how to get unstuck. And, you know, I really loved the portion of the book that talked about boredom. You know, my clients say that anger, stress, and boredom is what are the triggers for sexual addiction. And, you know, there are other triggers too, but those are the three main ones. So when you talked about boredom, boy, you know, that brain wants to be activated. That reward center is looking for a hit. And mm-hmm. if it's your thing and you haven't taken your life to the next level, I mean, you and I both know what we do sets us up for a lot of dopamine. We get those reward center hits. When Jenny McCarthy mm-hmm. said that to you, that was like looking at your favorite pornography. That was like <laughs> being your favorite person. That was like your best drink. That was like your finest drug. It was a dopamine hit. Correct? Yeah. That 100%, Carol, you nailed it. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, and, and well, so and, no, go right ahead, honey. No, I was going to say, where are you from, David? Oh, well, I'm in Florida now for 40-plus years, but I'm originally, in my first 20 years of my life, I lived in Syracuse, New York. Okay, I can feel that. And what part of Florida are you from? Because I, I have a place in Naples. Oh, my gosh, I'm just up the, north, the road, Carol. I'm in Fort Myers. Okay, well, then... We understand what it's like to really enjoy our environment and love our life because we've created an environment that supports us. Would you not agree? Oh, 100%. You know, yesterday on Facebook, I I Mm -hmm. put a picture of Sanibel Island where I go every weekend. um, And and I, I put the picture of the beach and it just said, you know, your environment either soothes your soul or irritates it, choose wisely. Oh, I 100% agree. And, you know, a lot of my clients, they have gone broke because of their addiction. They have yes. um, they've destroyed their life, or so they think. And so hearing us talk about a beautiful place like Sanibel, like Naples, like Fort Myers, like Marco, they may feel like, wow, they can never live our lives. And truly, what we're here to tell them is that when you get clear about what you want and you practice those tools and you do the steps, your book talks about it, um, they can change their life. And, you know, it's kind of like Dr. Dyer said, that, you, you know, when you want your life to change, you have to change your thoughts. But the thoughts entail creating some tools that make your life happen. It isn't just the thought. It's putting it into action. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Without that action step, we're just, like in the book, I, you know, I tell some stories of people that built their vision boards and recited their affirmations for years, and they came into me almost flat broke, defeated, heartbroken, and then all of a sudden they realized that when they started doing those steps, Carol, that you just said, the action steps they'd rather not, oh, my Lord, life becomes joyful again. All right. And can people work with you individually, or are you just on the circuit doing um, book signings and presentations? 
Oh, that's a great question. No, no, no. We, you know, we still take clients. We, we just have a brand new client from Australia starting via Skype this week. So we take clients from all over the U.S., all over the world still. And, um, and you know, the, the only dicey part of it is making sure my schedule can match our clients. But I've got a great team of schedulers, and they work miracles. So anyone listening today that would like to work with me one-on-one, regardless of the goal, if it's addiction or money or love, just go to talkdavid.com, and they will take care of you. Well, David, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. For the Blockbuster Book of the Year, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will. Uh, The endorsements are incredible. You've got lots and lots of people that share their life, and you share that with us. So I so appreciate it, and I want to hear about any new books that you got going on. Oh, absolutely. You know, TJ will be in touch with you too, Carol, and our next new bestseller that comes out. I hope to be back on your show. I thoroughly enjoy your energy. Thank you very much. And you know what? We may um, hook up, not in the classic sense of the word, (laughs) sometime when I head to Fort Myers to get down to Naples. That's right. (laughs) That was a great sex therapist term. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I know. You got to watch the words we use, you know, it just isn't right. So David Edsel, thank you so for positive thinking will never change your life, but this book will. You have a great week. Thank you. You too, Carol. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah. Okay, so that was David Essel. Again, this book, I'm telling you, is so entertaining. If you read this book and you can't find a nugget to make your life different, then you just send me an email at carol at carolthecoach.com, and I will reimburse you for the book. That's how much I endorse this. That's how much I believe that it really can make a difference. And, you know, it is time to end the show. From time to time, I like to work with people that are inspiring. You know, David obviously has worked with a lot of clients that have had addictions, and you can tell. He is very passionate about what he does. And I hope you enjoyed his show, his story, his stick, as much as I did. And so I just want you to know, you can be joyful about what's going on in your life because change is forever possible. That's one of the the benefits, I feel, of being not only a mental health therapist but a life coach. So take your life to the next level, get the book, follow my tools, watch my YouTube, Sex Help with Carol the Coach, and um, we'll see you next week for more recovery tips, for more inspiration, and for more ways to change your life. And as I say at the end of every show, you could recite this with me, I know you can There will only be one of you at all times, so fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. We'll see you next week.